Hello, hello on this beautiful Wednesday. I feel like I have to say that because I don't know about you guys, but I am completely forgetting what day every day is. It was on Monday. I did not feel like I had gone through a weekend at all. I completely blanked that, you know, a Monday used to be like the start of a week. You feel like you're maybe somewhat well-rested, but at least something happened. And then now there's a clear divide between maybe the time you spent at home and just chilled or got to see friends or got to do some things on your own schedule. And now it's just like, what day is any day? And they kind of all just feel the same. And I feel like I'm maybe working on the weekends. And so it's just all blurring together. But it is... I mean, I'm laughing, but it is probably first, maybe second, third signs of a burnout. Uh, I was talking to my boss about this the other day, and honestly, we're all kind of feeling it. So I feel it's very important for me to say what day it is as much as it feels like it means nothing. Okay, so today I was going to say it would be a little bit different, but as always, I'm coming in with no idea the direction that this is going to take. You know, sometimes you just get an idea and you just roll with it and you see where it goes. So I had this, what I will consider a brilliant idea of starting an OnlyFans. And I say this, please acknowledge that I have no idea what an OnlyFans is. (laughs) Except that I presume it is some sort of, you know, there's a payment wall to break into what might be, you know, premium content. Let's go with that. So it's 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 somewhat of a device to make sure that the content on the other end of a payment or of whatever subscription based is better than what one would get for free. Now, the reason I thought of this is not... For what you guys were thinking like, oh, well, I may as well show it off. Actually, what I mean to show off is, I mean, I don't mean to brag, but I uh, go to therapy. So I was thinking, since I've been giving it out for free, taking on men within like a three to seven period where I think everything's going well, they tell me it's going great. We share secrets. I mean, I'm a pretty open book, so they're not necessarily secrets, but they are the inner workings of my mind, which is really personal and really intimate. She says sharing to everyone. But, you know, I always get this this feedback um, or these comments from these men that's like, you know, I've never trusted someone like I trust you or I've never told somebody that. I don't know why I'm telling you this. And I started to think, you know, it's been breaking my own damn heart that I believe them that, and I do actually genuinely believe that there's a comfort level that I give, but mainly because I ask these kind of questions. So I think that's what ends up happening. And then within that period of three to seven, let's say three to nine weeks, because you know, sometimes there's breaks in between, got to give it a little bit of a buffer. Um, They just go from, you know, I'm scared of how much I trust you. And to you seem like you want something more serious so peace out and I'm not 
like a lot. It hurts. <laughs> because in that process, I've been trusting you as well. And I associate this kind of comfort and trust and openness to the beginnings of a good relationship. So that's really all like, you know, I, I, I didn't think of you as my husband, but I definitely did think we were on the right track because those things are so important to me that if I start to notice them, that kind of, that really easy to talk to, easy to open up to, to communicate, I'm like, okay, this is where I want to be. Because if I feel like I have to walk on eggshells around you and I don't walk on eggshells around a lot of people, if I feel like I have to walk around on eggshells, around you this isn't going to work because honestly it's just going to start seeping out and you're going to be like who this you know so I'm very very much maybe amplified in some areas maybe uh like muted a bit in some areas but I'm very much myself from the get-go because I've been in relationships where I really felt like I hid a, like a few sides of myself um, because they would be deemed as too much or too intense or too um, whatever uh, that when they started to, to, you know, just seep out of me, which it would do, um, the person I was with was like, I don't know what happened to you, but you've, you've changed or, or when you're like this, I don't like it. And I'm like, yeah, but this is me. Um, and they don't really mean it, you know, it's not always malicious, it's just like, whoa, what's going on, you're different. It's like, actually, um, I'm pretty complex and have these things. Anyway, I learned very early on to kind of put these things in the forefront, so it's like, none of this is a lie, I'm very genuine, it's open, and this is not what you're going to see all the time, but you are going to see this. Um, you know, I'm actually a very, very, very calm person. I like my books, I like to sit um, in my own space, but to get that with a person, it takes a lot of time. So in the beginning, you're actually just going to see me as like, okay, let's, uh, you know, not move fast, but I kind of panic if we're not because I start to tell myself, well, obviously they're not interested and this and this and that. So in the meantime, when somebody is taking that opportunity to treat me like like we're in a relationship to go along and I've, I've definitely heard this you know go by actions don't go by words but you are acting like all of the good things I would consider amazing in a relationship you know like you you trust me you feel comfortable with me the amount of guys and this actually breaks my heart but the amount of guys that I've had say to me that they, they just fall asleep like as in they were talking or or not like, not like I talk them to death, but they get comfortable and fall asleep on my shoulder or on my lap. And then they say, you know, that was weird. I never, you know, they kind of feel like they have to entertain you the whole time. Maybe it's just I'm really easy to entertain because I entertain myself. But I, you know, I love it. I think it's adorable. I think it's adorable that somebody feels safe. Um, I understand what they mean. And I absolutely love it. And I think at the end of the day, one of the things that I want to always make sure I bring to the table is that you always feel like you are getting me. And you know there's a consistency in who I am that certain things will not falter. So I can be in a bad mood and still respect the shit out of you. And I can be 
you know, upset and hurt and I'll still fight for us. And I can be um, confused and anxious and really like out of my skin. But there are core things that are tethering me to always be. And that is so important to me. And, and that stems from like sincerity and uh, loyalty is a big one. And um, just general consistency in who I am. And that to me uh, definitely projects trust and a safe space. That's what I want to bring. So bringing it back to the only fans, right? Okay, um, like think about this with me. An only fans, but you pay for me to listen to you and support you, and I'll help you and count not not necessarily counsel you, but give because I'm so sorry, men. But maybe it's just my type. Maybe it's just the the men I go for. You guys are deprived of shit about talking about things. And I don't know if along the way your friends or, or society, probably a mix of everything, have not supported the fact that this is how people communicate. Emotions are discussed, uh, not in a way to, to diminish or to push them or to... But in order to allow somebody in, you are saying hey, I'm feeling this way and there's nothing wrong with it. In fact, it's actually so hot. Like it really is. My definition of of strong, like I like strong men, quote unquote, uh, has changed so much over time. Whereas when I was a bit younger, I thought that strong meant like the silent type and kind of broody and a little maybe moody and grumpy. I do still love a grumpy guy. I don't, I don't know why, but I think it's within within that little little space of grumpiness when they're kind of sulking <laughs> there's such a sincerity to what they say like it's absurd it's it's absolutely like the cutest absurd thing like when somebody's telling you about you know they're having trouble at work and this and this and this is happening and then they throw in this little tidbit of like I didn't get my favorite coffee today and you're just like oh you sweet summer child I love that like I genuinely am so attracted to that super weird um but that to me has now become what strength is and I think obviously you know again I go to therapy I can recognize that for me, the uh, the idol, the, especially the male, you know, role model figure that I have in my life is my dad. And even my relationship with my dad has changed as we got older. He was always the like work very hard. Like he's, he's, I get my work ethic from him and my, my mom as well, like not to dismiss that, but he is a very, very hard worker. And I very early on saw the female male type dynamic, which is, you know, kind of not old school, but my mom did give up more of her uh, career in her life to take care of the three of us. And my dad, he worked so much that, you know, we have these memories of him appearing at all of our sports. We all played so many sports. He would just pop up for like 10, 15 minutes to make sure. My mom was literally sitting down on the benches, almost like run, like I'd be playing basketball and she'd be like almost running beside me and just like, keep going, keep going. You know, she's like ultimate cheerleader. My dad would pop his head in for 10 minutes and it would stick with me. I'd be like, thanks mom for everything you do. But dad... 
got here, you know? And it was just so, it's, it's kind of sad for my mom who gave so much. But again, in my mind, that was her role. And, and, and for my dad, it was like seeing that, that, that it was those 10 minutes, 15 minutes, because it was all he could give, he would give them. And, and I could see, I can see this going into my relationships further relationships as I get older, as something I still do, which is look, like I'm very much a person that sees you don't have a lot to give, but you're giving me all of that you have. I completely and utterly appreciate that. Whereas people who give it gratuitously, like people that just like to entertain everyone, um, people pleasers, everything make me so uncomfortable because I'm like, you would do this for literally anyone. So I'm not special and I need to be special. <laughs> and it, it has when I, especially when I was, um, you know, late teens and in university, that was a huge problem because I made myself special from things like dating an asshole like it would be that's the whole attraction to an asshole is like okay but he's an asshole to everyone but he's kind of nice to me that must mean I'm special and 99% of the time they were assholes to me as well but that you know that that tiny percentage that one percent well math Kelly um was like a big deal it was like okay that that's all they can give and they chose to give it to me that isn't completely and utterly incorrect but with that said, I've learned that there are nuances between that. Again, therapy. Um, okay, back to OnlyFans, right, guys? I think you need this. I think I have this feeling like, and, and I'm not just talking about, you know, my friends' relationships and, and my personal, like, relationships because it's just my perspective but I've seen you know uh, reality dating tv obviously is an amplification of things but it is a good study love is blind was oh my god I can't believe I was just gonna say was an eye-opener but you know pun entirely intended um to see that people are so deprived of connection that they can fall in love because somebody is listening to them. It just breaks my heart because it is skewed for one. That is not the only person that will listen to you. And this is why I genuinely believe that the emotional cheating thing happens is when they are not, they don't know, we all maybe don't know how to properly ask and for space, for emotional space in a way that is validated and so if somebody else is giving it if you're finding it elsewhere now maybe a helpful way would be find it in your friends of your same gender just to like keep it safe um that that might be why you know there's a more more a stronger attraction to like men that have good guy friends and then females that have their good group of female friends i don't know but um certainly to avoid issues of you misconstruing a friendship and a relationship purely because that emotional space isn't always given to you and therefore you're going to go to the opposite sex again this goes back to the only fans thing i am opposite sex of <laughs> male so i am female and my voice might not indicate it half the time but i am and i do feel like there's more of a freedom to talk to somebody men you need to stop doing this you can't just talk to people you're attracted to it is really really confusing um because 
you're attracted to them physically and then you start to develop these this comfort and space and openness and then she thinks that you are literally taking the boxes together which is okay we you know we want to we're attracted to each other so we we want to sleep together because that is an important component it is and then you say you know we we feel safe together we trust each other we talk to each other these are all great things that are great for a relationship but if if you get overly, it's sort of like an immaturity and I don't mean it in a like you're young and idiotic. It's an immaturity in the sense that it hasn't, it hasn't been put into practice enough that you know the differences between a friend and between a person that is listening to you that should be, is worthy of a romantic relationship with you. And it's not as simple as like, I need, um, well, it should be, it should be, as in, I not only trust this person, but I also want to sleep with them. Okay, fine. But unfortunately, the way relationships have changed in the last few years, that is no longer, you know, the requirements. Why? Because you are acutely aware of the amount of people that are out there and accessible. Please let me tell you, they are not accessible to you in the same way if you are building a good relationship with some if you want a relationship down the line eventually if you know you do the amount of times that i have genuinely seen guys now i'm not talking about in your 20s i'm talking about well into your 30s we women tend to have this cultural biological clock going and i say both because i don't feel the biological but i constantly feel the cultural one Now, I'm lucky, I don't want kids, so for me, there isn't that level of tension, but I genuinely see it, and it breaks my heart in in the women that I know that do want these kids, so they feel like there's an urgency. Men don't really have that, but it is still baffling to me that you can put in your profile that you want kids, but you don't know what you want from a relationship or you want casual and you're allowed to, I'm, again, I'm not dismissing the fact that you are allowed to be that complex as a creature, but please bear with me. You will, and maybe it's women that have this, maybe some men do have this, maybe again, one-sided because I date straight men, so I only have that kind of introduction. Um, you should be working towards being Yes, your own person and an amazing person, but part of that is uh, important to remember that we need attachments. It, you don't have to debate this with me. You can tell me as much as you want. There's scientific evidence that every single person needs relationships and attachments. This doesn't matter. Like, if you are fighting me on this, you are, your uh, attachment style is avoidant. Does not mean you don't want or need an attachment. It means you are not willing, you are willing to suppress those feelings, those urges towards needing and wanting it, and you're going to do it in an unhealthy way. I'm sorry, this is fact. Read a book. It is what it is. We can be independent. We entirely can. But we have been biologically conditioned to the fact that we survive better in a community with relationships and anybody that is a hermit or an uh, like now you would survive oddly enough but way back when and, and we're conditioned from this because we haven't evolved fast enough out of this because it takes millions of years to evolve this out of us so we are actually very still very close to that 
you know, Neanderthal idea that you literally would die if you were alone. And, and not because, not, oh, well, you know, you can use your hand. Like, okay, totally. We're not talking about sexual urges here now. And in fact, why is that the one that you're willing to admit is, is strong? Like, how are you more willing to admit that you have physical needs and urges more than you have emotional and relationship and, and personal connections that you do need? Look at your friends and the problem, the problem that's occurring is you think you have it from, I'm sorry, hollow friendships. And the reason they're hollow is not because you don't love each other. They're hollow because you haven't filled them with substance. And again, not everyone. Some women have them, some men have them. But the reality is women have been allowed to express these emotions uh, more so now with the Me Too, Me Too movement of, you know, there are certain emotions that we are have been empowered and enabled to feel a lot more. And on the flip side, maybe, you know, a lot of us genuinely want men to feel this way too, because it will help us in our communication, our relationship. And so, you know, there are things that I really do find, and this isn't like in a perfect world, you would do this it genuinely is causing a problem to you. It genuinely is hurting you. And I appreciate that you are independent, that you have your work, that you have all these great things going on with you. But if you don't put weight behind and into your relationships, your attachment style will become so avoidant that once you find somebody you genuinely care about, you don't know what to do. And you're actually quite likely to turn and say, I can't do this. So treat it as anything else that requires instruction and and time and patience and work and not not that people aren't worthy of you know don't treat them like they're experiments don't treat them like they're momentary like unless that is the conversation that you're having with them you know it is more than okay to have a to have that those very clear boundaries that hey I'm actually just trying to figure out who I am with boundaries I have a, a close poly uh, friend he's he's poly and he is helping me so much figure out and understand what boundaries are within relationships because of all people he has had to have them because this is part of of it working of his relationship style working so he is very like he is a curiosity to me and it is something that in my life is missing and he understands and I understand that that is what we are doing. That the moment I get too connected to it, the moment I I am making that up because he has been very clear. And this is such, it's such an, it's such a lovely brain relaxation when you have very clear communication and understanding and not that it will always be like that, but you can trust that this is somebody who wants to listen, who's willing to listen, because at the end of the day, they don't want chaos. You don't want problems. So the weird thing to me is whenever I hear, whenever I get into these sort of situationships with somebody where it seems like it's moving into the right direction and the feedback I get is, you seem like you'd want something serious. And I'm always confused about that because it oscillates between you want something serious to, I've heard this one, which is, you you aren't a fling person you're a lifetime person and I'm like it sounds like you're complimenting me but at the same time you're telling me why we can't be together and I totally understand and appreciate the honesty but please please tell me in what world you live in that 
you would say, I have found somebody that I would love to maybe learn from, I'm not saying learn from, but like if you respect them, if you like them, if you get on, if those things are there, find a way to communicate what it means to keep that person in your life. And if that means that you just need to learn better communication, do it. We are not children anymore. You want to eventually have a relationship and unfortunately what's going to happen is you're eventually going to have a relationship with whatever happens because you are claiming that timing matters. Timing does matter. But what you do with your time is so crucial and important that if you, God, if you find somebody that wants to learn with you, take it. Like, come on. What is this? It isn't like when we were in our teens and if we met the person we wanted to marry, we would be like, oh, well, you know, I'm, you know, years, light years away from wanting to marry someone. This is my experimental time or this is the time where I'm getting to know what I like, what I want, what I do. But if you haven't figured out now what it is you want, what it is you need, don't do it at the cost of other people. So if you can look at somebody and say, you have everything I want, just not now, and you're in your 30s, what is wrong with you? You know what you want. You know what you like. So you're either lying to that person, which is probably the majority of the time is a lie. That lie is hurting that person because they are wondering why, with all of those amazing and great things, why they were not enough. And I'm not saying that you have to outright tell them, I'm sorry, you're just not attractive enough or just not this and this. But you can tell them that you are not my priority. My priority is work, friends, family. I don't have the space and energy to be providing a level of entertainment slash energy slash Um, communication to be altering myself for you. That's fine. It hurts. It sucks. But that person is not wondering what the fuck they did wrong. What didn't they see? Do you know how frustrating it is to go through the process? Now, when all of us have baggage, we all do. I'm sorry. If you hit your 30s unscathed by some version of hurt or trauma props but it is coming we are all products of our experiences and by now hopefully you've had some and it's beautiful and it's amazing but some of them have pain if i can come out of an abusive relationship and still want to listen to you and give you a chance, if I can come out of somebody who used trying to kill themselves to keep me in place and cheated on me the whole time, I think you can take some time on your own to figure out what the fuck you want before you involve somebody else. I'm telling you, all you're going to do is miss out on the people that make you feel safe, secure, loved, appreciated, valued, that you told yourself you weren't worthy of, you couldn't have, 
And if at the end of the day it was purely that you were not attracted to them enough, fine. But it is a very hard thing to believe that you would have all of the boxes ticked with somebody and you would walk away at this age. Come on. You're lying. And if you keep popping up in that person's life, you are confusing because they have, they have a world of excuses for you. I can tell you from someone who is trauma-bound and who is working actively on trying to figure it out. And as an empath, there is a world of understanding that they want to give you. Just say it. Because every time you pop up, every time you just appear, they think that that tiny excuse they had for you is valid and they forget everything else it's not as simple as if he wanted he would if she wanted she would if they don't have the capacity to find you to be there they aren't for you but do not blame yourself for enjoying the moments they pop up this is why I think I should do an OnlyFans because I think I think you guys need a safe space to talk and it's breaking my heart and I'm breaking my own heart because I want to believe you and maybe it's because I'm a lifetime person but I only want one one lifetime person at one point you have to understand that we're questioning if you're good enough as well we're just willing to not be an asshole during the process And that's on uh, Callaghan Stop Talking. That was a roller coaster. As always, thank you. Love you all. And if you see an OnlyFans pop up, you know what's up. And maybe I'll do it with a mask or like cute outfit, you know? Bye. Right.